It's the ABC's High School Teachers Really Need to Know, episode number 14, Normalize Happiness. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books on Amazon.com. It is good to be with you. I am in uh, the weekend right now recording this at the time, so I've just finished up my uh, first week of school. It was fantastic getting to see all the new faces, a lot of familiar faces, uh, as I teach in a school that is K-12, so you get to know everybody, especially if you've been there a while, so it's good to see some familiar faces uh, as they continue to grow and continue to uh, move down their own academic journey. Uh, it's a little bit of a crazy first week because I, of all the years I've taught, I've never been sick in, in the first week of school, but I was um, not not too sick to where I couldn't go to school, but, you know, just plagued with sinus stuff, and so you kind of feel like you're out of it as your own, you know, pseudofedrin or whatever else you may be on, you know, just trying to survive and get decongested, but anyway, so that was a new challenge for me, because I've never, never done that, and I actually had a, I have a good teacher friend, uh, if you don't have just that solid teacher bestie, uh, find one or two around your school and uh, associate. It is so wonderful. We're always um, exchanging memes and snaps and stuff like that too, um, <laughs> you know, just to kind of keep it fresh and keep it light and it's fantastic. But anyway, I was talking with her and she said, yeah, she was sick several years ago um, on the first week of school and she actually had to miss three or four days and I just cannot even imagine you know, because those first few days of school are so crucial to just the building rapport side of, of what education does. So um, I almost would have had to been, you know, sort of having something like COVID or on a gurney. Um, I was going to definitely drag my tail in there uh, as long as I wasn't contagious. And I wasn't, like I said, I had a sinus infection. Um, but I am doing much better. I slept for uh, it seemingly just so many hours this week and um, now rejuvenated uh, and, and I'm back here to talk about this week's episode uh, and if you've already read um, the, 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 the summaries of the podcast that um, I, I put out there and then certainly listen to the episodes or you read any of the materials that I've got out there uh, in, in a variety of different places then you know what a premium I place on humanizing the process and uh, internal marketing and the just the whole likability factor and how important I think it is uh, to to just your survival uh, in the classroom, but also your effectiveness in in being a solid teacher, a teacher that is capable uh, just just of, of delivering so much content and knowledge, but also uh, a, a wonderful experience to your students, and that's really. Uh, where where I live here in in this episode because you know really and truly I, I'm told constantly and this is going to sound like a conceited pat on the back and I don't mean it that way I, I, I'm just giving you really really good feedback from uh, you know what my students say and 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 they always are telling me man Mr. Mucci I, I just love coming into your classroom blah 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 uh, and whatever their you know teenager language is you know they'll always give me feedback like that and I'm not saying that's always true but it's mostly true and 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 I'm hearing that from you know students regardless of where they are in the grade book I told you it was gonna sound conceited but I don't mean it that way uh, that's just a reflection of the intentionality that I place on making sure that my kids have a great experience uh, uh, you know no matter where they finish and that's important for them to um, 
you know, maintain the confidence because not everybody's going to be fantastic in biology or engineering or whatever other course that I'm teaching uh, at that time. Doesn't mean they won't get there, but for whatever reason at that time, uh, maybe they, they, they don't perform where they think they should perform. So again, you, you know, it's, it's important that the experience be somewhat separated from the grade and I know you know I've talked about this before that seems like a pipe dream to a lot of people because you know you say well people who you know score C's in your classroom they're inevitably going to have a, a worse experience um, and, and I just don't buy into that that doesn't you know just because a student makes an 81 or an 82 or you know and maybe they're used to making A's uh, but if they make that for me that doesn't mean that, uh, that I'm just necessarily going to throw my hands up in the air and say this has to be a bad experience um, to be honest with you and I don't know if I've, I've said this to you before but I I use this uh, comparison all the time but you know when you go into uh, a casino and you play blackjack well uh, you know if, if it, it stinks that you're gonna lose if you lose um, but losing and having a dealer that's sarcastic and mean and not fun at all just makes the whole experience miserable so why go in there and I, and I know gambling and education are strange parallels but my point is is um, you know if, if, if you're not gonna have a great experience uh, you know, for every child that's in there and give them every opportunity to be successful, then, you know, I I don't understand exactly what we're trying to do. Now, if kids are heavily tied to their grades, uh, meaning that, you know, they live and die by that, that's a mentality that is more systemic and more, you know, maybe driven by parents and, and just that idea. And of course, you want them to meet whatever goals they seek to meet and you want them to perform as well as they can, but they have to you know completely and you can help them with this completely disconnect um, grades to self-worth okay because if grades are truly a reflection of mastery well then you know certain kids are going to master things at different levels and I think again tying self-worth to things like that are, are terrible and you're just making your process miserable if you kind of give into that and throw up your hands and say well you know only the A students are going to have a great experience and give me great feedback and those kinds of things so you know just 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 being honest with you so I, I completely reject this notion that a C student or a B student can't get tons of stuff out of my class uh, and won't have a great experience. In fact, I'll bet you on it. And I think I told you the story a couple of weeks ago um, about you know the student who you know didn't perform you know at, at, at his best for a variety of reasons, uh, just some teenager woes and family woes. But made a C in my class. I knew he was smart, brilliant kid actually. Um, and anyway, we're, we're as close as ever. Uh, he's navigating a wonderful uh, career right now, and, and he just did fantastic. And he always says, "You were one of my favorite teachers," and that always means a lot to me. And it completely uh, helps, you know, me me just boldly reject that notion that uh, my process has to be miserable or that I have to tie uh, and and. A student's experience based on their grades. So again, I, I rambled on that a little bit longer than I had intended to, but I just want you to know that that's how I feel about that. So you do, you know, and I've talked about misery in your process for a long, long time. And 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 to be honest with you, I I, I gauge just how I'm doing uh, to a big degree based on enthusiasm and smiles. And I know that sounds as corny as it comes to say well you're measuring enthusiasm and smiles but I'm being serious and I know you probably hate me for saying that but it it really is 
a, a real thing for me. Each day I literally take stock of how much smiling and laughing there is in my classroom. And I, and I take a mental note of it. Not only how much they're smiling, but how much am I smiling as well. And so over my years of teaching, I've discovered that when kids are not smiling or laughing or enthusiastic, um, it, it's most often because of one of these four things. And I want you to think about this, okay? So if they're not laughing, smiling, enthusiastic in your classroom, it's usually because of one of these four things. And I'm going to say, say them kind of slowly just so you can kind of you know register them. Number one, they don't understand the content. That's well, number one uh, reason you don't see those smiles or laughing or enthusiasm. Number two, they aren't listening or actively engaged. So in other words, too much you and not enough them in the process. Number three, they're actually bothered by something that's affecting the learning. This could be something external to the classroom even, but they're bothered. Number four, they don't have a strong enough relationship with other students in the classroom or you to bolster smiling and laughing and the enthusiasm. So let me say them one more time for you. So again, just to be clear, when I'm not seeing smiles or laughing or enthusiasm, it's usually one of four reasons. One, they don't understand the content, they aren't listening or actively engaged, they're actually bothered by something, either external to the classroom or in the classroom. Or four, they don't have a strong enough relationship with other students in the classroom or even the teacher. So these are the top four reasons I see. And that's why, again, this, this episode, episode, Normalizing Happiness, you want your kids to be happy and smiling and laughing and enthusiastic so they're willing to learn and able to learn. And so all of these four things can just really affect the learning process or the environment and they have to be eliminated or dealt with. In short, if your kids don't seem happy in your classroom, it's usually indicative of a problem. Maybe that problem's systemic. So therefore, you got to pay attention to it. And of course, one of the most meaningful questions that an educator should always ask him or herself is what I enjoy sitting in my own classroom. You've heard me say that several times. But you really have to think about that. And if not, why in the world would you expect you know, a different answer from your kids? Why would you expect them to suddenly enjoy your process or enjoy being in your classroom if you wouldn't either? It's just a good point uh, that I think you should consider. And lastly, let me, let me just remind you of this. You know, Education is a tough business. It's tiring, long hours. You know, it's, it's, it's tough to always keep it in perspective, you know, and stay positive. It's really tough. Sweating the small stuff and focusing on all those negatives, you're just not going to get anywhere. So remember why you started teaching in the first place. Remember that you have to smile too. And and so I don't want to gloss over when I'm talking about smiles and enthusiasm and laughter. I'm talking about you too. You know, because kids recognize most times when something's not authentic. And so if you're dragging in there and you're not bringing your energy, or if you're truly systemically unhappy yourself, 
you've got things at home that you're dealing with, and which we all do, but this is affecting your ability to really be happy. I'm telling you, your kids read that, and they respond to that. You ever been around somebody who's unhappy or negative? I mean, you sense it. Because we've all been there. So I would just encourage you to make sure that you are always, 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 and, and look, I hate I hate this word in education or this buzzword, and but it's self-care. Because when people tell you to self-care, it's usually from administrators who are putting more work on you. But believe me, you need to do some inventorying of your own emotions and what's going on in your life and make sure that you're dealing with those things and so those things aren't getting transferred to the kids that you're in charge of. Because again, kids are very, very good at sniffing out uh, whether or not you're authentic. So keep that in mind. Don't make your process miserable, please. It's not going to get you anywhere. Well, look, that is it. Thank you so much for joining us this week, uh, joining me this week. Uh, Make sure you are here next week for episode number 15, Own Your Teaching Style. Until then, remember to like, comment, and subscribe, or buy the books online. Remember, don't forget, have a good start to the school year. Make sure you are plugged in 100%. Uh, Remember, there are going to be obstacles. You'll overcome them. I believe in you. Until then, I'll see you down the road.